to the Nick and Nolan Show, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast with your host, Nick Bat. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. And Bruce Nolan. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Nick and Nolan Show, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Bat. You can find me on Twitter at N-I-C-K-B-A-T. And along with me, not always, but this time... Your other co-host, Anthony Marino. And you can find me on Twitter at Ant Marino. Thanks for having me, Nick. Hey, glad to have you, Anthony. Thank you for joining me. So this is uh this is this is appropriate for you to be here. This is a this is a hybrid sort of a situation, right? We're covering breaking news, which is typically your bag with with breaking Buffalo rumblings with the schedule release that came out, geez, less than you know, about an hour ago. Leaks coming out all day. So we've got you here, we've got me here because it's Nick and Nolan Day on Friday and, and Bruce is taking the week off. So this this works out nicely. Uh, all day today. Were you kind of checking your phone occasionally and, and, and keeping an eye on what were the rumors? You know, some of them were total bogus, but some of them, there was a couple of people who seemed pretty reputable that were breaking things as the day went on. Yeah, throughout the day. And you know what, Nick, you try to look at some of it, but you know, it's rumors. So you don't want to take any of it too seriously. But once Manish Mehta had that the Jets would be traveling to Buffalo for week one, right, to open the season at New Era Field, that was one where he truly looked at and said, okay, this is more likely than just a rumor. And then it seemed like once that hit, things started to kind of leak fast and furious as far as the number of primetime games that were going to take place. And I've got to be honest, I'm still in a little bit of shock that the Bills will be playing in primetime four times. Yeah, at least four. At least four. Okay, let, let, let me run through and just list off the schedules, okay? Uh, I'll tell the, the, the opponent, home and away, the time and the date, and the day of the week, and then we, we will just get some thoughts and, and go through it. So week one, we open at home September 13th at 1 p.m. against the New York Jets. Week two, we are away September 20th in Miami, also 1 p.m. game on Sunday. Week three, we come back home and the Rams have to come all the way across country from L.A. And we play them Sunday, September 27th at 1 p.m. Week four, we go to the West Coast. We play the Las Vegas, well, not the West Coast anymore, Las Vegas, right? Almost the West Coast. We go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders October 4th at 425 p.m. Week five, we are also away down in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans at 1 p.m. October 11th. And this is our first primetime game. We've got a Thursday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs on October 15th at home at 8.20 p.m. So we've got a short week going into a home game on Thursday night against the Chiefs. The next week is away week seven, October 25th. At 1 p.m., we're going to the Meadowlands to play the New York Jets. Week 8, we are at home against the New England Patriots at 1 p.m. on November 1st. That's the first time we play the Patriots post the Brady era. Week 9, we are also at home. The Seattle Seahawks have to come all the way across the country on November 8th to play us at New Era Field at 1 p.m. Week 10, we are away. At Arizona, 
November 15th with a 4.05 start time. Week 11, we actually have a bye. Week 12, we are at home. The uh, Chargers have to come all the way across country, play a 1 p.m. game on November 29th. Week 13, this is another primetime game. We are going to San Francisco on December 7th for a Monday night football game at 8.15 p.m. Week 14, we have another another one primetime game. So it's somewhat of a short week going from a, a Monday night to a Sunday night. Pittsburgh is coming up to New Era Field on Sunday, December 13th at 8.20 p.m. Then we've got this wild card situation uh, at week 15. We're playing the Denver Broncos, but it's either December 19th or December 20th. The schedule has it all TBD along with the time. So the Bills may get a Saturday game, which could potentially be some version of a primetime game there as well. Then week 16, we are away at the Patriots on Monday Night Football on December 28th, 8.15 p.m. And we close up the season at home on January 3rd against Miami at 1 p.m. Okay, I'll take a break. Anthony, give me some thoughts. Let me catch my breath. Well, my initial thought with this, and I I mentioned it before, right? The Bills having four primetime games that you ran through. And and you look at all of that, right? From a, a fan perspective. Of course, that's exciting, right? That's what stands out first. You, you look at the game at home against the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs on October 15th on Thursday night football. Obviously, New Era Field is, is going to be absolutely crazy when you think about those those home primetime games and, and what that sets itself up for and what that really looks like. You know, you, you go forward then, you've got the Monday night football game. The first one of the season, December 7th, 8.30 p.m. at the 49ers. The following week, right, the short week, I guess you could say, Sunday night at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, returning that game, and then the final primetime game, week 16, at the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. And to me, a piece that stands out, Nick, and I'm curious, what is going through Sean McDermott's head right now? We know he is a, uh, a creature of habit, right? A lot of times he's got his routines. He's talked about that before, playing at 1 o'clock versus 4 o'clock versus the prime time, how he likes to have that routine for himself and for his team. And and honestly, when you look at this season, and again with the potential of who knows what could take place in, in week 15 there, that, uh, <laughs> that, that goes out the window, to say the least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be... The Bills are going to have to learn as a team how to handle the, the the fact that you can't have the same habits identically week in, week out. And this hopefully is going to become even more normal, right? I mean, this is hopefully going to be sort of the routine season in, season out now based on hopefully continued success that the Bills will be getting these kinds of these primetime games. The primetime games, really, they're they're, they're sort of... I don't know how to say. It. I mean, they're, they're a status symbol. You know, I don't actually even enjoy the primetime games, frankly. I mean, I had it's way past my bedtime. It ruins <laughs> my routine, messes up me the next workday. You know what I mean? So I, I, I get it. I, I'm glad to have it and the cachet that comes with it, it. It's really a symptom of the Bills being better and the Bills having a positive outlook across the league. So I'm not going to shake a stick at that. 
But I know that I'm not the only fan who also, you know, enjoys the 1 p.m. games and lets it, you know, how it fits into my life as if the world revolved around me. Well, an interesting piece with it, too, though, that comes into it, right? Not just the success the Bills had on the field in the 2019 season, but we did see that when they played in these, let's call it the marquee matchups, these primetime games, right? The Sunday night football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers did huge ratings. Now, again, right, that's the Bills against the Steelers, one of those those national franchises that, you know, is truly right, has had great success forever. And then the same thing with the Thanksgiving Day game against the Dallas Cowboys. But you saw the ratings in place in both of those games, right? When we looked at those pieces, it wasn't just that, okay, yeah, it's Thanksgiving Day or Sunday night football. We know that it's going to do ratings, but the highest rating games for some time in both of those scenarios, right? Like people are tuning in to see the Bills. And of course, that can't just be Bills fans, right? They have become a bit of um, a team to watch, I guess you could say. And maybe it's the Josh Allen factor. Maybe it's some of the other young stars that they have. But with that being said, you you look at the ratings that they had in 2019, I guess maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that they got four primetime games in 2020. No, I, I guess I would, you know, I don't, I agree with that. I, I don't think that, I don't think that many people are surprised. I think we're pleased. I mean, I th- there's probably a little bit of like, uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe maybe people were expecting three. Maybe some people were expecting two. But I think primetime games in general was, you know, after the playoffs two times in three years, and with the ratings, like you said, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion that Bills were going to get some primetime games. But four games is very flattering with the possibility of a fifth. The only thing I will say is that at the end of the season, you know, everything is kind of negotiable. And again, we're sort of talking about this as if this is all going to go the way it is with what's going on with the pandemic. I mean, this can look great, but who knows what it's really going to turn out to be like. Either way, at the very end of the season, for the Bills to be playing a Patriots team that a lot of people have a little bit of apprehension about them being good, is that game on Monday night on December 28th, is that possibly going to get flexed out if the Patriots don't find a way to be competitive late in the season, you know, where they're still in the hunt? Possibly that uh, Denver game, I think, is is somewhat intriguing because you've got Drew Locke and you're, you're curious if the if the Broncos are going to find a way to try to make a move in the AFC and be a playoff contender. I think that K, they we're just really talking about at this point, the, the night games. But if we're talking about the night games, the Kansas City game, the Thursday night one on October 15th, look at the Bills schedule ahead of that at home against the Jets away against Miami. At home against the Chargers, away Las Vegas, away Nashville, and then at home again Kansas City. Now, all of those games, I would say, I would at least feel comfortable or somewhat optimistic that the Bills could be competitive, barring injuries and other things that we don't see right now. Looking at those five games ahead of the Kansas City game, the Bills might have a pretty handsome-looking schedule going into that game. Well, absolutely. And that is truly what you would consider, right, a a measuring stick game for the Bills. I think no matter when they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, that was one that you were certainly going to have circled on the calendar. And now as you go and and like you just said, I mean, those are all winnable games beforehand. Now, in some of those situations, right, we saw how strong the Tennessee Titans finished last year. You you certainly don't want to take any of these opponents for for granted in, in this type of scenario. But you could see it as a Bills fan to say, okay, you know, maybe they can get off to that good type of a start where then you head into that week six matchup again at New Era Field against the defending Super Bowl champions, 
that is certainly one, you know, you look at Sean McDermott's defense, Leslie Frazier, the great job that they've done. Now you've got Patrick Mahomes coming to Buffalo. And, and listen, this is a storyline that I'm not a fan of. It gets turned to too often, right? But of course, the Buffalo Bills trading the number 10 pick in the 2017 draft for the 27 pick and a future first rounder. Now, of course, for the Bills, right, that future first rounder helped them land Tremaine Edmonds, the 27th pick in 2017. Tredavious White, an all pro, pro bowler, you know, just embraced by the Bills community, love everything that he has done. But now you've got the one that got away, right? You trade out of the 10 spot and here comes Patrick Mahomes to New Era Field. That game is going, there's going to be so many storylines behind this. And in many ways, right, for the Bills, you can kind of put a nail in that story and say, listen, this is our quarterback. I don't ever want to hear about the Pat Mahomes trade ever again. Or it could be one of those that that, uh, that history is going to linger a little bit longer than we'd like it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's going to be a talking point when that time comes two weeks later. So we play the Kansas City Chiefs and we go to the Meadowlands against the Jets the next week, week eight at home Sunday at 1 p.m. is the first time that the New England Patriots in this new era, who knows where they are seven weeks into the season at that point, coming in on week eight to New Era Field. What a sight it would be. What an experience it could be for Bills fans if that were to hold. The Patriots are struggling and, and you know going through the rebuild uh, bruises that people are sort of projecting on them right now. And they come into New Era Field and you know we just clean up. I mean, this is a total hypothetical. But can you imagine if that happened in week eight? the energy and the like the catharsis that Bills fans would be bathing in if that were to come to fruition. I am still in a bit of shock that they did not do anything to address the quarterback position, be it in the draft and free agency. I understand they don't have a lot of cap space. So with all of this, and you know, of course, as long as Bill Belichick is there, everything that he continues to do with that defense, um, I am more of the mindset, right? Like I'll, I'll believe it that I, when I see it, right? Like I'm not kicking dirt on the Patriots and saying, Oh, they're, they're finished. And those are two wins for this season until it's actually in the books. Right. So from this standpoint, I just look at it and think to myself, okay, I want to believe that this is the case, but I find myself, I can't get ahead of myself. Right. When you, you start to look at that, because one, I wouldn't be surprised if they, figured out a way to trade for a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers or something crazy like that. But uh, in all seriousness, with Bill Belichick and that defense, uh, you know that they're going to be a tough out no matter when and where they play. I don't disagree with that, and I typically feel very similarly to what you just described. Hesitant, don't want to put the cart before the horse. I just always find myself the week of the Patriots game, come Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday – like my juices are flowing and I have just bought wholesale into the idea of what it would be like if we won. And I've, I've like those, those adrenaline receptors or dopamine receptors or whatever, like they've gotten a little taste of just me daydreaming and I'm, I'm thirsty for it. So I guess we'll see what one thing that's nice, you know, so the Seattle is a tough out this year. We knew we were going to play them at home. They come the following week at 1 PM. That's about as you know easy of a routine situation you could possibly have. Got Arizona, uh, San, well, not San Diego, Los Angeles. It's the same mistake that uh, Anthony Lynn made at the press conference when he got hired, so I get a pass. And then 
this is the game I I think right now, if you were to present this to me and say, what game are the Bills going to lose? This looks very challenging. Week 13 away, December 7th on on Monday night football against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Well, and this is one that to me, I'm I'm always kind of curious, right, with with San Fran. And I don't get to watch as many of their games as maybe some other teams. But with that, right, you you see them down the stretch. Garoppolo, I mean, certainly had a, a good season in 2019. I mean, of course, they get to the the Super Bowl, right? I mean, they were in position to win that game against the Kansas City Chiefs before things fell apart in the fourth quarter. But, you know, you look at the blueprint for the 49ers, right? A, a great running game. I mean, guys that they were rotating different backs last year. Garoppolo, a little bit of a more conservative approach for him, but a stellar defense, right? And in many ways, I look at that matchup with the 49ers, and it makes me, you know, reminisce a little bit about last year's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got these two great defenses, you know, kind of clashing in a primetime game. The quarterbacks are probably, at least from the way things were last year, right, not put in a position where they could really, you know, try to do too much. I mean, Duck Hodges had his issues. But, I mean, I could see that as an absolute slobber knocker between those two teams and Sunday night football. I mean, and this could be a, you know, 14-13 final when it's all said and done with the two defenses truly reigning supreme on Sunday night football. It might not be something pretty to look at, uh, but that's one that, uh, again, you're talking about the defending NFC champions. I mean, this schedule is a whole, Nick, right? Like there are, there are no cupcakes when, when you look at this schedule from top to bottom. Oh, no, I don't think, yeah. I mean, the Miami games, maybe people are feeling particularly confident about that because they're where they are in the rebuild, but are they going to go winless? No, you don't want to be the one where they pull some out on. The Pittsburgh game right after the San Francisco game is interesting as well because that's almost, I don't remember what week it was that we played in Pittsburgh this past year on Sunday Night Football, but it's almost like the same exact thing, only this time it's in Buffalo. And, you know, hopefully Big Ben is back and healthy for their sake. And that could be a a game with big AFC implications. Obviously, I'm sure that that's what the schedule makers are expecting because you don't put games on in week 14 on Sunday night football that you don't think are, are, you know, moving the needle on the playoff, uh, the playoff schedule. No. And I completely agree with you. I think last year it might've been week 15 if my memory serves me correct. But again, it was a a late season matchup for both of those teams where it got flexed. And and obviously for the decision makers at NBC, they liked the results that they had. Again, one of those games, it was not high scoring, but certainly entertaining and that it was competitive throughout two great defenses in that matchup. And and now here they come again, right? But this time the Buffalo Bills are playing host in a, a Sunday night game. And I haven't seen the notes yet. I've got to, I'm curious when the last time the Bills hosted a Sunday night football game was. Um, clearly mm. it was some time ago. Um, and with that being said, right, if Ben Roethlisberger is back, that is one of those late season matchups that, you know, hopefully will have playoff implications, at least for the Buffalo Bills. And it seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers are always in the hunt. So I wouldn't expect anything different this year. Yep. Then we've got this wild card situation on week 15 where we are going to Denver. We don't know what time and we don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. And then the following week is the other Monday night game against New England in New England on December 28th. And then we finish the season at home against Miami at 1 p.m. on January 3rd. With those last three games, do you have any thoughts about those that stand out particularly? 
Well, I mean, again, you look at it and it's not even so much just with those three games, but again, you talk about the, the, let's call it the flexible schedule, right? What could happen with that December 19th and 20th game against the Denver Broncos if that gets shifted around just a little bit? Then you've got a Monday night game against the Patriots. And then, you know, that week 17 matchup with the Dolphins, should uh, the Bills need to win and be in a position dependent on playoff seating or wild card or the division or whatever it could look like, right? You've got them on a short week again, going into what could be a critical week 17. So I know I said it somewhat jokingly at the beginning where I was curious what Sean McDermott was thinking with all of these pieces all over the place, but that is truly a part that does stand out to me where the Bills go into week 17 on a short week. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, uh, I I'm excited about it. I think it's interesting. The Bills only have two situations where they are, uh, away back to back week four and week five, they go back to back to Las Vegas and then to Nashville and then week 15 and week 16, they are away to Denver on either the Saturday or the Sunday. And then they are away to new England on Monday night. So otherwise the, the schedule is, is rather, you know, favorable as far as the, the splits between everything where they're alternating being home and away. You know, there's not these long stretches one way or another where they are either at home for weeks in a row or away for weeks in a row. Nick, let me ask you a question too. I mean, obviously it's nice to see the bills hosting in week one, right? I think when you talk about that opening day of the season, it's, it's great for the bills to be at home. Um, were you surprised that they drew the New York Jets or, or even, dare I say, a little bit disappointed that, you know, maybe it would have been one of the more, let's just call it exciting names on the schedule? Part of me thinks that, like, the NFL really wants Alan Darnold to be a thing. Like, they really want that to be a story. And it hasn't been because you know Darnold hasn't maybe lived up to expectations he didn't play because he or he played but he had mono and it, it just hasn't been where either Allen or Darnold have totally taken the reins with what their potential was and I I, I think that maybe they're hoping that that is going to start and it's something they can keep talking about and keep playing up because the nail isn't in the coffin yet that it's not a thing and that'll be an easy thing for them to sell week one. Whereas maybe, you know, later into the season, it, they, they could have done any other storyline in week one if they picked a different team. But later on in the season, let's say the Jets are having another bad year or even the Bills are having a bad year. It might be harder to play up the Alan Darnold thing than it is early on for CBS. Now, well, and an interesting thing with it, too, right? And we know that there's all these contingency plans that are in place right now. So. And who knows where things are going to go, right? If the games will even take place, if there will be fans in attendance. But um, one of the later, you know, breaking pieces that's been shared too is that those week one matchups could be moved to after week 17, right? Pushing the playoffs back and the Super Bowl back, depending mm. on what that would look like. And Interesting. The, the matchup in week two. So every team that is playing in week two against each other shares the bye week with their opponent. So there is a chance that the Bills game at Miami on September 20th could actually be pushed to week 11, right? Which would be interesting from that standpoint as, uh, as that was talked about earlier today as, as one of those games that was leaked. I did catch an interview with Sal Capaccio 
on WGR and he would say, hey, you know, when you go to Miami in September, there's still the potential that that game is, you know, 90, 95 degrees. And for a team like the Bills and this and that, is it a competitive disadvantage? I, I know our buddy Sal's always worried about, uh, you know, wearing a hat and having sunscreen on that on that dome of his. But, you know, all kidding aside, you could look at that and say, okay, you move the Jets game to the end of the season, the Dolphins game to week 11 for the Bills, then that does have the potential for the home opener to be the September 27 game at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's interesting to see how that moves things because then you don't see the Dolphins at all until week 11. You see them week 11, week 17, and then you know this new week 18, I guess you would say, or whatever, would be when you would you would be the Jets. So you would close out the season at home against Miami and then follow it up with home against the Jets if the season were to be delayed by at least those two weeks. Yeah, that's a very interesting contingency plan and smart, smart baking that in to the options. Still so many questions, right, of like, what will training camp look like? Will there be preseason? Will there be fans in the stands? I mean, there's more questions than answers right now, but at least from a fan standpoint, right? The schedule comes out. It gives us something to discuss. You can start to look at the opponents and different pieces that tie into it. And at least it gives us something to look at, at least for a little bit more time until maybe there's some more answers on what the start of the season could actually look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we will leave it there. We hope that you enjoyed this special edition Nick and Nolan Breaking Buffalo Rumblings hybrid episode while we went through all the schedule news that came out this evening. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think of the show. Head over to the iTunes store and leave a review for the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. And also, if you didn't know you and you have a smart speaker, you can tell your smart speaker to play the Buffalo Rumblings podcast, and this episode will start automatically coming out of that smart speaker of yours. So, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Remind people again, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Marino. and again, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this edition of the Nick and Nolan Show. And it's funny, you know, Anthony, whenever he he came into the room where we were recording this episode this evening, he I, I don't know who he was talking to before we joined, but I was recording already as soon as he joined. And this is what I heard as soon as he came into the room. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I like a do the cha-cha.